0: Hello everybody! Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, MagicKids.org. MagicKids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh? to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. Uh, The teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build play now there are a couple ways that you can help out magic kids by donating your unused cards sending some money their way or becoming a volunteer mentor or teacher to learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards money or your time go check them out at MagicKids.org or follow them on facebook twitter instagram and youtube and from that let's hit the intro Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello and welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source of all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt, with your illustrious co-host, Danny. What's up? And your janky boggle, JB. Hello. We are your new hosts of This Week in MTG. Rob's is ever so gracious to hand over the reins of this podcast to us as he continues his endeavors down the Aquarium Guys podcast. So if you're into fish, go check him out. But until then, listen to us as we talk about the world of magic and all the news that is in it. In this podcast, we are going to be discussing finances, the upcoming and recap of magic events that previously happened, the meat and potatoes of the news topics, and then we'll cap it off with Budget Deck of the Week. So let's just jump into them finances. Our source of finance news comes from mtgstocks.com. They're a great source of checking current prices on every card to see how they're fluctuating, how people are people are buying and selling them. And with that, they have weekly winners and the first week weekly winner is gonna be eldrazi conscriptions this uh this card took a, a pretty big spike of 129 percent. it's now at nine dollars and 24 cents uh the main reason for this jump is because of herald of the storms that got spoiled from theros beyond death uh a creature that
1: ETBs and brings enchantments from the graveyards back. Next up, we've got Walking Ballista coming in at thirty dollars. It's got a forty-five percent spike, and I think we all know why this one's spiking. You know, we got that new Heliad coming in, and everybody's uh, speculating on this infinite combo between the two.
0: What's a given.
1: How long do you think it's going to tell it gets banned though?
0: All week. I don't think it's going to get banned. I don't know. Um, it's it's easy it's, to disrupt. It's defi- we'll have a bullish ballista summer.
2: It's definitely going to be seeing decks having four of them rather than two, two that usually have. It's going to be a, playset, a complete playset of both this and the god. Coming at third this week would be Primal Growth. It's had an increase of 120%. It is now at 359. It is a sorcery. Has a kicker cost. Sacrifice a creature, it's a 2-1. Search your library for basic land card. Right, put it in the battlefield. And then if it's can't, uh, kicked, it gets 2. Um, it's seen a lot of play in the last couple commander sets. And I guess the most notable recent set would be Convoid, fake Curse, King. Corvald. I have a speech impediment. I can't say words.
0: <laughs> yeah, what's really dr- uh, bringing this up is like, all these guys are pretty recent. Uh, commanders that want to get lands out and have benefits of creatures dying with corvold sacking things he gets stronger you have atna Palatni. if you sack an egg you start getting more creatures now if you're looking for some cheap pickups of some good cards here's a couple for you to keep an eye on we have Sane
1: Traft at a recorded low and still going down this is one of my personal favorites who doesn't love getting a free angel token? If I'm not mistaken, this thing
0: also had like its heyday in standard at that point uh, when it was in standard of being like top deck. And this was back when the legendary rule was still. If two legendary creatures shared the name, you destroy the other one. And the only way to take out a
1: Geist was your opponent had to cast a Geist. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, but who doesn't like swinging for six with a freaking three mana creature? It's true. Pretty potent. And that is the Innistrad
0: version, not the dual deck.
1: All right, next up, we got Flusterstorm coming in at 12.15, record low and going down.
0: The commander version of it. Uh, Flusterstorm did just get a uh, buy box promo from Modern Horizons, so making more copies out in the world is probably reduced that spike. And I don't know, like, Storm decks are still potent. It's just if people want to be using a Flusterstorm against a Storm deck, currently.
2: And following up would be Lord of Extinction. Extinction, it is now at five sixty six. Uh, it's the record low and slowly going down. Um, its power and toughness equal to each each equal to the number of cards in all graveyards.
0: This is an EDH powerhouse in a lot of black green X decks. Like, Drod would love this thing. Start filling up graveyards, sack it, and then you just, like, get everybody for, like, 30, 40 life.
2: Dredge decks,
1: Muldratha. All very good.
2: Commander can get stupid. And then rounding out the winners or the lows of the winners, however you want to say that. Would be paradox engine it is now it's six thirty six it's a record low and bottoming out so I'd probably pick this up as soon as you can before it spikes back up. Um, it's legendary artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, untap all non-land permanents you control.
0: This thing saw a ban in commander, and that's what dropped the price significantly from it's sitting at like what forty bucks to it's now six dollars. Uh, if you're a pioneer aficionado, though, like you may be interested in this and doing some pioneer shenanigans of untapping all your stuff. Moving to the events, last week of January 5th or 4th through the 5th, there was the Star City Open Team Modern event at the Greater Columbus Convention Center in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, there are several other events that took place there uh, of the SCG Classic, Pioneer Standard, and also Single Modern. Uh, we have the Day two brackets are winners for this team. Modern War.
2: It was Fire or Fuhrer, Allen and Jessup. Uh, They went two and one for the championship over Magalvas. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. Milks or Dilks and Pulliam, Who went two and
0: one? The uh, big archetype breakdown is there was a lot of Titan and Urza and Oko at this event.
1: Way too much, in my opinion.
2: They got to play them in this format or this competition to get them banned or see if oh, they no, should be banned. You
1: got to play them in this format just so you can put up wins.
2: Well, that's true. But again, who likes Oko? banned. Nobody.
1: Anyways. Surprised to see as many Tron decks in there as I did. Looks like Snowblade making a resurgence, too. Did you guys catch uh, any of the matches? I caught day one, uh, several of the matches and stuff. See, I caught tail end of day one, and then I watched a good good majority of day two.
2: I guess I didn't really watch it religiously. I I caught a few on my phone, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was playing pool.
1: I had day two playing in the background, you know, most of the day. So I tune in here and there. I was mainly watching uh, Baumeister. See how he did. Yeah, that uh, SCG Team Modern event
0: went pretty good. The field was roughly thirty uh, percent blue-green Urza, uh, blue-green X Urza decks, and twenty-five percent Titan decks, and nine percent Bant Snow. And in all those ones, you there are. Oko in there as well. So, Oko showing up. And for our upcoming Magic events...
2: We have Magic Fest Austin happening January 10th through the 12th. So, this weekend in Texas, in Austin, Texas, um, at the Austin Conventions that are first of the 2020 PTQ. Its main event is Modern. Um, Command Zone's going to be there with a lot of other side events along with it. Merchants go check it out in the area it's gonna be gonna be fun
0: now we're gonna jump into that meat and potato of this of this podcast the news so we're in the tail end of spoiler season for theros beyond death we've had a great chunk of cards come out and a lot of them are whew, i don't know about you guys but some of these cards are really good the new mechanics more sagas the gods, they're all back. Like, I feel Theros is gonna like have such a good power level. the The amount of enchantments that are here are ridiculous as well. Boggles.
2: <laughs> the first Theros was good. It was just followed up by a bad set called Born of Gods. But yeah, uh, that the new blue saga, you get an eight-eight kraken with X proof, and then oh hey, turn two. Phase 2, tap all non-land permanents, the opponent controls. If you're running four of those and you happen to get them all out, one after another, oh, hey, I get an 8-8 Kraken. Oh, hey, I get an 8-8 Kraken. Oh, I'm swinging with an 8-8 Kraken. Third time, oh, hey, I'm swinging lethal. And you can't do anything about it.
0: It's a lot of mana to pay for... Yeah. To get <laughs> <something> <laughs> like that. But but, but, but I mean,
2: it's, it's going to be, yeah, obviously it's gonna be turn seven or depends on what format you're playing in.
1: But I could definitely see this running in EDH. I know I'm going to slot it in into Muldrotha just for fun.
2: You put that in any kind of green deck, and especially Commander, get that mana build.
0: The one I'm excited about is definitely Cling to Dust. One black instant exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, you gain three life. Otherwise, you draw a card. And it also has the new mechanic Escape for black three Exile five other cards from your graveyard. You may cast this card from your graveyard for its escape cost. It's kind of an interesting like graveyard interaction. Stop your opponent from doing things and gaining life for one mana. I am a I'm a Grixis player, so I see this with Dreadhorde Arcanist as being like a pretty nice pair. So that's well, th- this is one that I'm excited about.
2: So I saw a posting on Facebook today or yesterday. Um, about the Dryad of Ilystan Grove? I believe that's how you say it. Something like that. About how that is the answer for Tron for Blood Moon. Because it is. Because it reads, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. Lands you control have all basic land types in addition of all their types. Therefore, wipes out Blood Moon.
0: Yep. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast is still pumping out uh amazing green cards they feel they need to like this could be a very it's it's very good sideboard card i mean even main board it allows you to play another land
1: and it like fixes your mana it's 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 a solid card it's a great card it's a two four for three speaking of sideboard cards i think i got a decent one here coming up in the soul guide lantern it's a single colorless Artifact, and when Soul Guide Lantern enters the battlefield, you exile target card from a graveyard. You can tap it, sacrifice it, exile each opponent's graveyard, or you can pay one, tap it, sacrifice Soul Guide Lantern, and draw a card. I don't know. I think it's decent enough sideboard for graveyard shenanigans. So I think of uh, Scrabbling Claws with this as a first thought. Uh,
0: you tap it, target player exiles a card from their graveyard. At least with. Uh, this lantern you get to choose it with that and then you gotta sacrifice the scrabbling claws to be able to choose a card specifically so i guess like etb choose a card it's not half bad and in an artifact deck where it can like repetitively bounce it maybe it's it's a solid solid graveyard hate piece yeah i mean and it's got built-in rest in peace yeah why not So I think we would be bad podcasters if we did not talk about the gods for sure, at least. Like, just talked about them. So we got Heliod Suncrowned. This guy is, as we were talking about earlier, was one of the main speculations of why Walking Ballista received such a significant price spike. Because he is a white 255 legendary enchantment creature god, indestructible, as long as your devotion to white is less than 5, Heliod isn't a creature. Whenever you gain life, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on target creature or enchantment you control. Then he has an activated ability of white 1. Another target creature gains lifelink until end of
1: turn. I'm excited for this. As being a, uh, you know, predominantly white player myself, I love this. I th- think you're not the only one on that. I love this. Angels would love this. Everything white would love this.
2: Anything lifelink would love it. Exactly.
1: Orzov, mono-white, even some Abzan builds. This is going to find slots everywhere. I don't think it's going to be
0: fitting in as, as many decks as you want because you need, you need to have Walking Ballista come in with two counters on it at least to be able to get this going off. So you need four mana to cast the Walking Ballista and then also... Another two mana to give it lifelink.
1: Nykthos. Devotion. Yeah, there's no doubt. Like
0: Nykthos could definitely get it. I'm just saying it might be a little more difficult than what people are Oh, thinking. yeah. I
1: mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I don't think it's going to be as quick as people are suggesting it could be. I mean, you're going to have to have perfect scenario. you got to have mana dorks. You've got to have a way to get that much mana out as fast as they say. But it's definitely a viable combo.
0: One of the next guys that we're going to be talking about is Thassa Deep Dwelling. Thassa Deep Dwelling is blue 3 for a 6-5 legendary enchantment creature god. Indestructible. has the Devotion text. And then its other ability is at the beginning of your end step, exile up to one other target creature you control, then return return that card to the battlefield under your control. It has an activated ability of blue 3, tap another target creature. Soul Herder, Soul Herder would enjoy this. Soul Herder would definitely enjoy this. This is a cheaper conjurer's closet that can start attacking later on. And it takes like less removal because it's indestructible and not an artifact. This is definitely going to like find its places like you're saying. Soul Herder I think would probably like look at one or two of of this. Oh EDH yeah, definitely. Techs, EDH decks are gonna eat this up. Any blue XX deck that has like ETB creatures, it's it's gonna love this. Ooh, Yerok. Yerok double the Yarok would love this. There we go. From Thassa, we move to Erebos, Blackhearted. It is a Black 356 legendary enchantment creature god, indestructible in the devotion text. Whenever another creature you control dies, you may pay two life if you do draw a card. Erebos also has an activated ability of black one, sack another creature. Target creature gets neg two, neg one until end of turn. Its activated ability allows you to feed in to draw more cards by paying life. So two mana, sack a creature, pay two life, draw a card, take out a mana dork. It's not bad for... I'm thinking Pioneer because, like, there's not many mana dorks in Standard that it'd be taking out. I'm trying to think of, like, any X1s. But you can't shake a stick at a 5-6-beater with Devotion. Like, Black Devotion's not going to be bad, especially with the return of Grey Merchant
1: of Go Good old Gary. I mean, it it could take out tokens. I could see that. As you can tell, we're not uh, very into
0: Standard Play here. We're going to work on that, Evolve. Nobody likes standard.
2: That's why Pioneer was made.
0: From Aerobos, move to Perforos, brazen blooded. Uh, Perforos, bronze.
2: bronze, yeah, brazen.
0: I said brazen, didn't I? Yes, yes you did. did. <laughs> oh man, throne is just like seeping into everything. We got Perforos, bronze blooded. <laughs> Black 4 for a 7-6 legendary enchantment creature god. Indestructible with Devotion text.
2: I'm sorry, but it's red, not black. Did I say black? Yes.
0: Oh, my God. Red 4 for a 7-6. Everything, as I said before, other creatures you control have haste, and it has an activated ability of red 2. You may put a red creature card or an artifact creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Guys, there's sneak attack and standard. <laughs> and that's why
1: I don't play standard.
0: <laughs> it's not as good because it's three mana instead of one mana for uh, sneak attack.
1: So, how about that hound? No, the. Uh, Pluneros, Hound of Athreos.
0: Everybody likes a dra- uh Everybody always would want a Graph Digger's Cage.
1: On a body. Well, this is fluffy, okay? This is fluffy. Don't you fool yourself. This is fluffy. For a generic, a white, and a black, you can get a 3-3 Hound with Vigilance, Menace, and Lifelink. And creature cards in graveyards can't enter the battlefield. And players can't cast spells from graveyards. I mean, come on. This is an all-around great here.
0: It is a solid sideboard piece for sure. I think any black-white deck would consider would be definitely be considered this in its Graveyard Hate slot. Heck, I would run board. this main board. The
1: Graveyard Hate is just a, a bonus.
0: Yeah, three mana with that many Vigilance, like, lines. Vigilance,
1: ma- Lifelink, and Menace? Come on, that's, that's main board material, I think. It's really good.
0: Well, these are some cards that we find interesting coming out in Theros. Uh, be sure to check out Mythicspoiler.com to see all current spoilers that have been released. There are only going to be two days left as of this podcast coming out for more spoilers, so be prepared, everybody. Uh, we didn't even talk about like the uh, the Titans and stuff. Or the Nyx Lotus. Or the Nyx Lotus. There's too many cards. Uh, go check them out.
2: Mythicspoiler.com. Your one-stop shop for those spoiled.
0: ba do sh- Coming up in two weeks... Theros Beyond Death pre-release weekend is coming January 17th through the 19th. Uh, Make sure to check out your uh, LGSs to register and be prepared to play with the new cards and kick some butt with all this awesomeness.
2: Pre-order your boxes because I'm sure they're going to go quick.
0: I
1: know I've already got my name down for one.
0: So, some big topic news that we're going to bring up kind of from last year. Uh, but it's definitely important enough to bring because we're going to be getting more information later this month about it. We are going to talk about Magic Legends, Wizards of the Coast MMO action RPG that they are developing with Cryptic Studios. Uh, They released a trailer of the game during the Game Awards December 12th, and since then, there hasn't been much information released about the game. Aside from, you know, developers, uh, you can sign up for an early beta at magiclegends.com slash beta. So we're just going to remind you guys that that's the thing. Be prepared. More information is going to be coming out and we will definitely keep you covered on that. And final bit of news to close this out. As of today, we had a BNR announcement and there were no changes. So along with those announcements
2: or lack of announcements ian duke had posted or also stated wow so even though there were no band announcements this week ian duke did post on magic the gathering website that um i guess due to the pioneer bands or the future of pioneer bands um Quote, this is our last standalone Pioneer banding announcement. Starting next week, any changes to Pioneer will be part of our normal BNR announcements with all other formats and will not take place every week. Thank you for everyone who has been playing the format, helping to shape it into what it is today, and we're excited to see where the format goes from
0: here. End quote. So, as BNR announcements come in the future, You'll be hearing about it right away on Tuesday when you listen to this podcast. And that'll cut everything off from our news. And to end the podcast, we're going to give you a quick talk about some budget decks. We figured we would pick one, uh, pick a modern deck because of SCG T Modern. And everybody's clearly tired of seeing Urzas, Titans, and Okos. We'd bring you a nice, cheap, non-Titan Urza or Oko deck. One we found was is titled Come At Me, Bro, submitted by Viking Nomad on MTG Goldfish. With this deck, it's a Boros Reckoner, Spite Mare-style deck where you're dealing damage to those creatures to deal damage to your opponent. And what they got for things to deal damage to Boros Reckoner and Spite Mare are a playset of Star of Extinction, and two of Blasphemous Act. And then they got a Singleton Chain Reaction, which are all pretty good uh, damage spells to be able to target your Reckoner and Spite Mare to be able to throw out your opponent's face then. And then they got Boros Charm to be able to give Boros Reckoner and Spite Mare indestructible so they don't die so the process could get repeated. It's just kind of like lulzy... I punch myself in the face to beat you in the face kind of style.
2: Reminds me of standard when I used to play. Because <laughs> that's what I played was Boris Reckner. Great card.
0: So the good thing about this deck is that this is a $46.16 deck. You can get this deck for less than 50 bucks, And there are some adjustments that you can do to like pump it up, beef it up, But as it stands, seems like a fun, fun burn deck of burn your own face to burn your opponent. As we go to close out the podcast, is there any final comments you guys want to say to the people out there? Hopefully you tune in next week.
2: Exactly that. See you next week.
0: With that being said, kick that outro.
2: Thanks guys again for listening to this podcast. Please go to ThisWeekInMTG.com for more information. You can also subscribe on your favorite platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google, or even any of the other platforms that are out there. We're literally everywhere. On Tuesday, every Tuesday, we're going to have new information. Wait, what's going on? It's Matt again. Did he just crack an oko? Probably. Does he know that it's banned in every format, basically? Probably not. We're not going to tell him. I think
1: we should keep it this way.
2: Let's do it. Oh, God.